0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Season 2, Episode 10 of Hit the Books, the podcast that's prepared to give you all the tools and tips to win in your betting life. This is our 57th episode, and I couldn't be more excited for another week of football. Week 8 is ready for us, and we're ready for it. In past weeks, we have also covered a little bit of the MLB postseason and some NHL, and this week is no different. Let's start this week off just like every other week with introducing my co-hosts, Huff and Mackie. No ace this week. Back to the original three. Mac you're up first this week what do you got for me World Series starting Friday what's happening buddy
1: yeah um you know another exciting week in sports we got the World Series coming up we got Phillies Astros uh nobody would have thought the Phillies would be here but the team looks pretty electric and um yeah just football season in full swing I've been pretty bad these last few weeks no excuses I'm um uh, negative units now for the first time this year but you know a little adversity never hurt anybody we'll bounce back Yeah, I was
2: going to say, it's just the comeback season. You're joining me.
0: I like being an underdog now. (laughs) All right, good stuff, Mackie. Let's jump over to Huff. Huff, what do you got for us this week, buddy? Week eight.
2: Yeah, not much uh, coming from me. Um, Pretty all right, average uh, weekend on the NFL for me. I've been having a couple of positive weekends the past couple of weeks, so uh, stringing together a couple of these weekends back to back to back and um, I'm looking at a nice little winning streak over the past couple of weeks, so looking to keep that rolling into week eight. Um, just trying to fight back from that hole I dug myself in to start the season, but uh, the comeback is real. i have been pretty hot the past couple of weeks, so uh, looking to continue. But what, yeah, what are you? Not uh, much coming from me.
1: What are you down now? Like
2: seven, like eight, eight point two. Slowly crawling back. I shouldn't have taken that under.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. have
2: taken that first half under. If
1: I would have just rode
2: the Bears, I would have been like seven.
1: I, uh, I live bet the under at half. It was like 55 and a half, and I was like, no way. This goes over
0: 55 and a half, and Patriots didn't even score in the second half. So, Yeah. Week seven, not a great slate across the board in my opinion, but week eight, much better, much more to look forward to. But first, let's jump into some MLB postseason, the World Series starting Friday. Do we like Beals Phillies or the Mattress Mac Houston Astros this year to win the World Series? Mac you want to start us off?
1: Yeah, uh, I think this is gonna be a little bit better of a series than we would have would just think it would be because uh Um obviously the regular season that these teams had, we wouldn't expect to see the Phillies here, and we did expect to see the Astros here. But um this Phillies team just I don't know how you can say anything bad about them. They just fight so much. They've been, they're hitting it like crazy. They went, they went down four nothing in the first inning the other day. They put up three in the bottom of the inning. Like they're just, they're never out of a game. They're always, uh, they're always fighting. So I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like the Astros, but I think it goes seven games. I think they have to fight for it.
2: Uh, yeah. I think it would be, I think we're going to get a longer series here than, like you said, like the most people are expecting. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros come out and kind of win this thing in five, four or five games, um, but I think the longer this series goes, the more of a fighting chance that the Phillies have. Uh, like you said, they've been, I mean, they've been underdogs in every series they've played. Um, the Cardinals, the Braves, the Padres, um, Mackie, we learned kind of to stop betting against the Phillies uh, when we had the Padres a couple of times in that last series. Uh, we made, I another one game we had them and they won, but... Uh, last two, I think we both we got burned by the Padres money line there, but um, yeah. So this Phillies team, I think they're gonna have some good fight in this World Series. I think we're gonna get a pretty good World Series. Uh, I saw stats something about uh, teams in like the in this era that have made it to the World Series undefeated uh, have lost. I can't remember the first team, but the second one was the 2014 Kansas City Royals, obviously losing in the World Series. So uh, we'll have to see if that streak can continue or if the Astros can break that and end up winning it, but. Um, my pick's going to be the Phillies. Obviously, I think a lot of people are rooting for the Phillies just because they're sick of the fucking Astros. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for the Phillies. I, I like your pick. I, I I
0: like it to go seven Phillies and seven. I'm with you on that. I mean, and we kind of go back towards the Beaks little trend that he had with the whole depression era or uh, not recession. Depression, recession era and just the Phillies being the dominant team in that type of era.
2: I think, dude, I, the, I, Harper is on fire. That whole team is so good right now. I mean, so are the Astros, but
1: <laughs> yeah, you're I don't know. I just, I've watched. The,
2: yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be so good. I probably won't bet much on it, but.
0: And along with MLB, keep in touch with our social medias for our NHL and NBA plays, games every night, and we're trying to find plays where we see them fit. So stay tuned.
2: A lot of differentiating sports opinions uh, coming from all different parts of the country. Absolutely. uh, It's sometimes pretty tough to get some picks out, but uh, obviously whenever we all like something, we're going to take it. But uh, past couple, we haven't been winning in the NHL, but obviously look for that to bounce back. Uh, We know what we're doing in the NHL. I think we're all doing pretty good off the court. It's just uh, when we agree on something and end up taking it, it seems like uh, those are the ones that are losing for us the past couple, but. Uh, we started out a nice little run. I think we're now like 5-6 and six or 5-7, and seven, so I'm looking to bounce back on that and get us back up some positive units. But like you said, definitely something you're going to want to stay tuned to. And obviously with the NBA starting up, we're definitely going to be getting an NBA card rolling. Um, I know we we're a little delayed on it as we didn't start with the start of the season, but uh, my opinion, I'm not even ready for NBA yet. Like I feel like it just started so quick, and I was not like expecting all this Uh, Obviously, there's so much sports going on with, like, football, fucking World Series, NHL. It's been rolling for a couple of weeks now, and then the NBA just comes out of nowhere. Um, I don't know. We'll obviously get the NBA card rolling, but I think a lot of people are feeling that way about the NBA. I just feel like the NBA, for me personally, doesn't start until Christmas, but, um, Mackie, I don't know how you feel about that. I always say that. It's like I really don't care about the NBA until Christmas Day.
1: Yeah, um, I kind of just kind of drifted away from the nba regular season ever since like i guess it started two years ago or last year but they just like don't try in the regular season and i got sick of watching it so basically i just pay attention to nba when it comes to the playoffs
2: yeah like i, I like the nba yeah like i said christmas day is when shit actually like starts to, i mean i know that's so early in the season but february like all-star break is whenever the nba really gets good rolling
1: yeah, I like pay attention and stuff. I just I can't watch those games sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like last night, we were, last night. I know. Did you end up taking the Warriors? I had the Warriors last night. I night had him in a parlay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you said that. Um, th- th- there was literally like no defense being played in that game. It's it's just like ridiculous,
1: dudes. And like when something like that happens, like Clay got Clay got uh kicked out. It was a five point game. I ended up losing my thirty. I went right to bed. I literally lost like, my like, thirty. I'm like, come anymore. on, dude. The NBA is so
0: fucking scripted. Alrighty, and with that, let's jump right into some NFL. It's week eight, and we're all excited for it here. We got one game in London this week. But before we get to that, let's jump into our Thursday night Nike- Oh, no, actually. But before we jump into that, let's jump into some trends I got for the overall week. The first one I got is the underdogs have been cashing at a historic rate. They are 43-64-1 and straight up, meaning a $100 better would be up $1,465. And they're 62, 45, and one against the spread. The biggest advantage has been with the road underdogs and the bigger size dogs. The road underdogs this season are 36 and 26 against the spread, and underdogs of over a field goal, so three points this season are 44 and 22 against the spread. So, Mackie, you've been saying it all year: take the money line when it comes to these underdogs, and you will, you know, come out profitable. This trend just confirms that even more.
2: That that's that about the underdogs about more than a field goal is so true with the NFL like we've been saying I mean we say that all the time it's so hard to win by more than a possession in the NFL and anytime these teams get I mean we took it Monday Bears plus eight and a half I mean ace the road with his Patriots but and got burned on that one but um Bears were an eight and a eight and a half point underdog I think we got him at nine actually um Steelers Sunday night football plus seven like a lot of these teams it's I mean I know they only lost by six but um it is, that's a crazy stat. That's hitting at 66%, so just keep riding that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I love that trend. I actually really liked Bears' money line the other night, but I wasn't going to put something like that on my card after you know, being down nine units in the last two weeks. So, Didn't profit off that, but I really did like that play. I thought they were going to come out on top in that game. Why didn't you take the spread? I don't even know, to be honest, because it was also what was I one and four going into that game in that week, so I was like, oh yeah, you had to just ride, yeah. just ride the under. I wasn't like too confident on either of the plays, but that was just kind of what I was. I knew I didn't like the, I knew I didn't like the Patriots in that game. Yeah, dude, come on. Well, it was actually like eight points, right? Eight and a half.
2: Dude, it was eight and a half, and then when and then I saw it go to nine. I'm like, yeah, no way.
1: It's a ton of points. That was crazy for a prime time game like that with two teams that are below average
2: yeah that now are both three and four
1: (laughs) literally yeah pats pats at the bottom of that division right now with the jets rising to five and two
0: isn't that crazy did you ever thought you'd be saying that
1: i think i said it in our uh just just to piss off ace though i think i said they'd be last in the division
2: He said three teams from the AFC East make the playoffs, but he said the Patriots, not the Jets. <laughs> or, I mean, <laughs> yeah, three teams might make it, just not the one that he wants. <laughs> I mean, they still could if they did figure you, out their. I mean, they're they're just not good. I did, don't think.
1: Did you did you uh, hear Bill Belichick in that interview after that game? He's so no. he's so good at dodging questions, dude. It's like he like nobody. He doesn't answer one single question. It's just funny to watch. He's like a pro at it.
0: He is a pro. All right, I got another trend here for Week 8. Seven Week 8 games will be played inside of a climate-controlled, closed-roof stadium. Two of those games have a lower total than 42, which has been a historically important line for overs. Titans at Saints 40.5 and Commanders at Colts at 40. Since 2005, the over is ninety-seven, sixty-nine, and 4 in a closed-roof stadium when the total is lower than 42. And while this trend has cooled in the last decade, 36 and 35 since 2012, compared to 67, 44, and 3 from 2003 to 2011, overs are still 9 and 6 since 2009 in closed-roof stadiums. Pretty interesting trend there. A lot to read off that I had to read off there, but a lot of good stuff for the overs in the climate-controlled closed-roof stadiums, as they're saying.
2: Is the London Stadium a dome?
0: Couldn't tell you. I have no idea. All right, let's jump right into our Week 8 games. We're going to start off with our Thursday night game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just to pick them here, the Bucks at our, our Bucks are our favorite here at minus 1. Their money line sitting at minus t- 112. The Ravens' money line at minus 104. And the total for this matchup at 45.5. Some trends I got for this game are the Bucs are 2-10 against the spread. In their last 12 Thursdays, the Ravens are 8-2 and two straight up in their last 10 games against Tampa Bay, but most of the money on the Ravens here, what do we think?
2: I like the Bucks in this spot. I think they bounce back on their home field. I know a lot of people have been saying that for the past couple of weeks uh, with this Bucks team, but this Ravens team hasn't shown me the ability to win these big games, and they've been losing them back-to-back. Obviously, winning last week a big divisional game against the Browns. Uh, I think the off the short week they come down to Tampa and uh, in a pick'em game I'll take Tampa Bay. I'll take Tom Brady on his home field, uh, and that's no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. That's just uh, this Ravens team hasn't been playing to their cap- full capability. Uh, I like Tom. I like Tampa Bay to come down and uh, get the win here on their home field.
0: Mackie, what do you think about this one Thursday night? These are just two teams that.
1: I just don't feel comfortable betting on it at this point. The Bucks have I'm coming off a 21-3 loss to the one in five Carolina Panthers with a uh, PJ Walker at quarterback. That's there's just no explanation for that. There's no excuse for that for Tom Brady. Um, obviously a disappointing season for them, and you got the Ravens on the other side of the ball who don't know how to close out games. So they're another team that have lost me a lot of money because of fourth quarter uh, mistakes that they've made. So this is just two teams that I really don't feel comfortable betting on. If I have to lean aside for the sake of conversation, I'm gonna go Bucks because they're at home and Tom Brady in prime time is pretty hard to bet against. So I'll go Tampa Bay line on this, but uh probably won't see a play for me on
0: on uh the spread or that. Overall I think this is yeah, just a tough game. Minus one the spread in the Bucks favor. Not sure what I would take here, but stay tuned for our picks this weekend. Sunday morning matchup in London, the Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are our favorite in this matchup at minus two and a half. Their money line at minus 132 and the over under sitting at a low 39 and a half. The trends I got for this one are the Broncos have lost nine of the past 10 conference games straight up two and eight against the spread in those matchups. Jaguars are six and 15 against the spread in their last 21 games as well as 5 and 18 straight up 6 and 17 against the spread in the last 23 games played in week 8. Mack, you want to start us off with this one in London. Yeah, I um morning.
1: I got a hot take on this one. I, I this is a game between two 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 and five teams. Obviously, it's usually two pretty bad teams going over to London. Um I think this is going to be one of the better games of the week. I think this will be uh uh more a higher scoring game as well. I just think that Russell Wilson will find a different gear over there, you know. The the intensity is a little different over there and you got fans who don't see NFL games as often as um Americans obviously do. So the the vibes are a lot different. So I feel like Russell Wilson is going to come out in the football show a little what he used to be and um I do like the Broncos in this game. I think they'll they'll win this game out, right? Uh this might be a little too much for Trevor Lawrence in his young career and uh Etienne, obviously, coming off an injury last year. So he's basically a rookie this year. So it'll be a little different of a, an environment for them, and I think it might throw them off a little. I, I like Russell Wilson and, and his experience in this game.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like the Broncos in this spot. I think uh, they go over, like you said, they go over there. I think they win the game outright, but uh, if I can find a plus three, I'll take the plus three with the Broncos. But uh, I think that defense has been obviously the cornerstone of what that team has done. I know their record's only 2-5, and five, but playing in some of these lower-scoring games, uh, if the offense had the, any ability to get anything rolling through the first couple of weeks, this team could easily have four or five wins. Um, but the defense has been doing their job. I think Trevor Lawrence, like you said, is going to struggle. Um, you said a higher-scoring game. I, I don't necessarily have an opinion on the over-under. I'm just leaning Broncos. I uh, like the Broncos with the spread. I think they do win the game outright, but like I said, if I can find a plus three, I always take the points, but um, I do think they win the game.
0: Plus three seems solid in the Broncos' <coughs> favor, in my opinion. Lots of good stuff coming out of that game in London. Let's move forward to our first one o'clock game. The Chicago Bears at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are the heavy favorite here at minus nine and a half. Their money line at minus 460 in the over-under at 42 and a half. No trends for me out of this one. Mackie, get us started. Cowboys, nine and a half.
1: Uh yeah, this spread's a little scary. I never
0: like a spread this
1: high, no matter who who's playing. Um, we've obviously seen It's the NFL. Yeah, Come exactly. On. I mean, um, Pittsburgh just beat who? Did they just beat the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah, they just beat the Bucks, ten and a half point underdogs. So, um, this is a, a bit too high of a spread for me to touch. But I, I do think Dallas wins this game and stays on track. Uh, they're clearly the better team. Bears are coming, coming off a nice win against the Patriots. But uh, I don't think that's gonna roll into this week per se you're you're in Dallas with with a confident team in uh over there you got Dak back so I think this would be a good game for Dallas to uh just get a nice win and roll on roll into the bye week
2: yeah I'm with you I do I like the Cowboys in this spot I don't necessarily love the nine and a half but one thing I was looking at uh that I pulled up here is Dallas first half minus five um I think they can go into the half up by six or a touchdown so uh that might be something I'm looking at for this game but um, I am leaning Dallas, like you said, 9.5 a half's a little big. Uh, Bears coming off a big primetime win um, going down to Dallas. I think Dallas gets a job done at home. Uh, I'd stay away from the full game spread, but like I said, I do like that first half.
0: Going to be an interesting matchup there in Dallas, 9.5 points. Hard to take the Cowboys, 9.5 in that situation in my opinion.
2: I don't – I mean – if I'm gonna it's take locked. a spread here though, I'm taking Dallas.
0: Yeah, you're never gonna take the Bears plus plus nine and a half here. I don't
2: think at least. Yeah. I, just, I, mean, I mean I did against the Patriots, but not not at a one o'clock game against the Cowboys.
1: No, yeah. No, I'm not saying like in any situation. I'm just saying in this game in particular, you're not I don't see like why you would take the Bears in this situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Alrighty, good stuff. Next 1 o'clock game we got is the Las Vegas Raiders at the New Orleans Saints The Raiders are favorite in this matchup at minus one and a half Their money line at minus 126 and the over-under at forty nine and a half. No trends from me in this one But we got 70% of the money on Las Vegas 67% of the money on Las Vegas What do we think here, Huff? You want to start us off? Yeah,
2: I like the Raiders here. Um, I think they're kind of starting to get their mojo back. I like the Raiders to keep that thing, keep things rolling. I don't have too much to say about the Saints. Obviously, their defense is what it is, um, but their offense, all the injuries all around the place for the Saints. Um, Guys like uh, Landry, still questionable. Michael Thomas, still questionable. Lattimore, questionable. Uh, The list goes on and on for the Saints team. And um, still, obviously, who knows what's going to be going at quarterback as Jameis seems like he's been like healthy the past like week, but they still keep playing Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill. So um, I don't love it, but uh, I'll take the Raiders. I, the minus two, I'll just take the money line.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of sitting there right with you, Huff. I really like this Raiders team. I don't think they're as bad as their record shows. They're two and four, but, you know, they have a few shaky losses there. Remember that Cardinals game where. They let Kyler Murray crawl back in and win an over. They blew that, yeah. So you, realistically, you should be looking at a three and three team with a hard schedule that they have played. So I think this team's a little better than what they're given, and I think the Saints have underachieved all year. And every time I seem to bet on them, they seem to blow it or keep it close and then just not win at the end. So uh, I really think this is a situation where the Raiders can win on the road. I think they're overall the better team, and like you said, all the injuries and then uncertainties with that uh, Saints team. It's just a uh, too easy to bet against, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if I can get behind the Saints here. The Raiders seem to be the move. But let's move forward to this next game. The Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are favorite here at minus four and a half. Their money line sitting at minus two fifteen and the total sitting at 41 and a half. No trends from me in this one. 61% of the money on Atlanta. Their spread sitting at minus four and a half. Mackie, what do you think about this one? Pretty interesting matchup here, I think. I don't know if I like the Falcons.
1: Yeah, um, should be one of the worst one of the worst games of the week that we're yeah, that we're really not gonna be talking about. Um two pretty I wouldn't say the Falcons are that bad, but they're definitely not good. Two pretty bad teams. Um, You know the Falcons are the are the team that have been covering all year. That that streak obviously ended last week, but I think they can get back on track here. I think they're just a better team. I think Marcus Mariota is having a better year than most people expected, so that so they're winning more games obviously. But um, the Falcons, that was a fluke game last week. They they got a nice win against a really struggling Bucks team, twenty one to three. But that was a fluke, in my opinion. I don't think that. They're gonna bounce they're gonna come back and do the same thing this week, so I I think Falcons should cover this four point four and a half
0: points. Maybe win this game by a touchdown or two. I like that. I like that. I, Huff, what do you think about this one? Well go ahead, Mackie, if you got more. I just don't I just don't think Carolina can really score the ball. I like that. I like that. Huff, what do you think about this one?
2: I like the I don't really like a side too much in this one. Um Atlanta is what they are and my role with the divisional games is always give the points and four and a half I could see this be a field goal game but I'm just not comfortable betting on the Panthers right now one thing I do think that I could see is a maybe a higher scoring game I think a 41 total uh, is a little low for this Falcons team what they've shown that they're capable of putting up points Um, I feel like I was trying to find a stat on what their over is for the uh, the season but they've been hitting their over prop at a lot of uh, in a lot of their games and Ah, uh, this Carolina team out obviously after unloading McCaffrey and the firing the Matt Rule, I think this team is playing with a little bit different, a uh, little bit different of something to play for. Uh, you'll see maybe some points out of them. You saw last week them obviously beating the Bucks outright, 21 to three, and a huge upset. Um, but I don't know. I think I think 41. I think we could see it. Maybe even if Atlanta covers, I could even see like 27-13 something I mean that's 40 but like 28 14 something like weird you know what I mean I don't know atlanta has been showing the ability they just keep putting up points like last week I had the bucks minus six and it's like or bengal's minus six and Mackie you had the you had the Falcons and uh we were texting back and forth during that game and you the the kid got the 75 yard touchdown and then all of a sudden it was it was what 28 or 21 nothing bengals and then all of a sudden it's
1: what was the score like? Twenty-one 14 twenty-one
2: fourteen. I'm like, okay, well, it's right back into a game. Like,
1: yeah, but dude, watching that game, the Falcons' defense is so bad, and they're also really injured. They really, they they had a back, they had a second string secondary in there against uh, Joe Burrow mm-hmm. and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So obviously, they're gonna get lit up. They gave up four. There was, I think, they had four possessions in the first half, and they were twenty-eight points. So you, you got makes down that makes me time. like this
2: over even more. I actually might take that. I no, was looking yeah. at that.
1: No. Because, um, I mean... I AJ say, Terrell, if he's still out, I might take this over. Dude, the whole team is just banged up, especially that defense. So, they can't really stop anything. I know I said Carolina can't really score points, but, I mean, if you're playing against a second-string defense, maybe you can put up a few touchdowns. They still have, like, Chuba... I like
2: Chuba Hubbard. Like, that's why they unloaded McCaffrey. Like, they have him on a rookie deal. Yeah. Like,
1: I'm not saying he is
2: what he is, but...
1: You, you can like Chuba Hubbard, but... Panthers didn't really do anything with McCaffrey. you think they're going to do a lot more to Robert?
2: No, yeah, that's what I mean. It's bigger than the player.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: It's, I mean, but another thing is P.J. Walker playing, and, like, one thing everyone's talking about is Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are both fully healthy now, and they're still going with P.J. Walker.
1: Yeah, I think this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, he had a good game, don't get me wrong, but you have one good game. I mean, so is it Bailey Zappi? Bailey Zappi's also a nobody, too, I think, that he had a few
0: Billy,
1: good games. Billy Zapp. Yeah, Billy what so we call him here on yeah, the pod. Yeah, Bill, Billy, Billy Zapp. I think that uh the
2: the legend of the legend of Bailey Zappi 2022 to
1: 2022. <laughs> yeah, he had a few good games, but I think he knew that Mac Jones was coming back and then when they threw him in there as a starting quarterback basically, he uh he had two good passes and then he kind of shit the bed. So I don't think he's really the answer either, but uh I think it's kind of the same situation over here in Carolina with PJ Walker. I don't really think he's the answer for this organization. You, you know you go out and get Baker mayfield you you should um you should use him when, you, when he's healthy against the xfl quarterback you know
2: yeah a divisional game they're going with their their backup i mean i think i think pj walker is fully capable of getting the job done and maybe even beating this atlanta team like you said a very injured team um but like you said you you, you bring in baker mayfield here you go with your guy but um, they must, who knows, they they want a new head coach, wants to roll with his guy, you know what I mean? But I do like this game to go over. No matter who's at the who's at the quarterback position for the Panthers, I think they're able to put up points, uh, as they showed last week, 21. Just give me, you can put 21 up on the Bucs, put 21 up on the Panthers, or on the Falcons.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, seriously. All lots of good stuff. Not all, or I don't know what to say about that game. Alrighty, another one o'clock game that we got cooking up is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are the heavy favorite here at minus 10.5, their money line sitting at minus 5.50 and the total sitting at 43.5. Some trends I got for this one are the Steelers have lost nine straight at Philadelphia, their last win being October 24th, 1965. The Steelers are 1-7 against the spread in their last eight non-conference games. And the Eagles are seven three and one against the spread in their last eleven games as the double digit favorite since 2014. I love the Steelers, to death. But Huff, what do you think here?
2: Um, yeah, tough spot coming into Philly. Obviously, this has been the kind of the gauntlet of the Steelers schedule um, <clears throat> that we saw when the schedule got released. But um, coming into Philly is an 11 and a half or a ten and a half point underdog. Um, it's obviously, I see bigger spreads, and I usually like taking the underdog in that spot as it's shown in the NFL. It's been pretty profitable. Um, me and you were at the Buffalo game when they were 14 point underdogs, uh, getting blown out. But, uh, Buffalo and Philly, obviously two of the top teams in the NFL. I don't think I don't hate the Steelers plus the 10, I just won't take it. Uh, this is also another game as a Steeler fan. I'm just going to say it, I could see us winning. I mean, I just could kind of see something crazy shit happen—a low-scoring game—and Tomlin just kind of pulls one out of his ass. Um, but I also—I mean—I have no opinion on this game. I probably won't have a play on it. Um, this is one of those ones with this Steeler team. I just can't really predict too much with what's going to happen, and um, I really could see things go either way.
1: I don't—I uh, don't necessarily think that you can win this game. I think you already pulled off your upset of the year, and the on the bucks but uh I think you guys can keep it close definitely. Um the defense has looked a little better in my opinion. I think the whole team has looked a little better. Kenny Pickett's looking a little more um settled in, I would say. So I think they got a, little, yeah. a few good things going for them. I think they can keep it a close game, but I just this this undefeated team just keeps finding ways to win. And I think if they're caught in a predicament. In they're this 6 game,
2: and 0, but they're only 4 and 2 against the spread. Steelers are 3 and 3 against the spread, so showing the ability to stay in these games.
1: Yeah, I definitely think there's a situation where the Steelers can cover. I'm definitely not going to touch minus 11. I might take the plus 11. But um, I just think if they're in a predicament to to win this game, I think they'll figure it out. Like, they have every other game. It's a good Eagles team all around. There's not many flaws to this team. So, you know, they're legit.
0: Going to be an interesting one there. Huff, I could see this being like a last week, you know, against the Bucks type deal. Steelers winning.
2: That would be crazy. That would help us. But. Yeah,
0: it'd be huge. But If anyways, I were you, I'd
1: want to, I would want—I just want to lose at this point.
2: That's what I mean. I don't want us to keep winning these right. crazy big you're games. You're probably not yeah, making just...
1: the playoffs at this point, so you'd be fighting for that top three pick or something. That's the thing about the NFL is that it goes in order. <laughs> There's no lottery yeah. or anything. So if you're the worst team in the league, you're getting the, the number one pick in the
0: draft. Right. All righty, good stuff. Next one up is the Miami Dolphins at the Detroit Lions. Dolphins the favorite here at minus three and a half. line at minus 174 in the over-under, sitting at 51 and a half. No trends for me in this one. Mackie, you want to get us going? One o'clock.
1: Yeah, just to start off, I got 77% of the money on the spread for Miami and 84 on the money line. So we're already seeing a ton of money on Miami. Um, with that being said, I think this uh, this is definitely a trap game, in my opinion. So I think this is a hard spot to take Miami in. I think everyone's going to be in Miami. I think it's an easy spot to take Miami, um, a team that's pretty much overachieved this year for the most part, especially when they're fully healthy. And then you got a pretty depleted Lions team here. I mean, they didn't have much much hope coming into the year, but they had a little more than going one and five in their first six games. We saw what kind of team they were last year. And they're kind of the opposite this year. They're not really a gritty, hard fighting team. They're just kinda of falling out of games. Like they were it was a one possession game with six minutes left against the Cowboys and the Cowboys ended up winning twenty four to six, something like that, twenty four to nine. So they're not really fighting like they have been, and uh it's a pretty weak team, but I don't know this. This this money is just throwing me off, so I'm not gonna have a play on the spread here. I like the under. Most Lions games like the under. They're not really putting up points in the last few few weeks. They don't have a lot going on. Um, two is not fully back in my opinion yet, so I think they'll be a little slower too. So I'll go with the under. What is it? Fif- Fifty one and a half. Is that correct? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I'll, go I'll with take the under. that under too. Yeah, I'll go with the under here. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm looking
2: at this the sheet that me and Jesse have. These two teams, Detroit is scoring twenty four point three points per game and uh Miami's scoring twenty one. Detroit's allowing thirty two and Miami's allowing twenty three. So um Detroit right also
1: Detroit was putting up like forty points in the first two weeks and they haven't really done sh- mm-hmm. shit in the past like yeah. five. so that's also I like the Lions the here.
2: Um I like the Lions. This is a very injured Dolphins team. Um Really, this I feel like, like you said, trap game, uh, Miami minus three and a half. I like the home dog in Detroit to end up winning this thing outright. Like you said, that crazy money on the money line. um, That's something I would look at is maybe a Lions money line, get a second win of the season. But uh, three and a half, anytime I can get the field goal uh, and still win my bet, um, I'll take the Lions plus the three and a half minus 110. Uh, The money line plus 146. I feel like you could find plus 150 somewhere. but. Yeah, I'll stick with the plus three and a half with the Lions. I also love that under. I might I might take that with you. I got plus 158 on the money line. Okay. Hell yeah. But you can find plus 160.
0: I think that's going to be an overall very interesting game this week. You guys talking about that under, that 51 and a half. I think that's... I mean, it fits with what you said, Huff, with the with what their stats are saying, but it feels high for these two teams, in my opinion. In this situation, I think it's a little high. Yes, in this situation, yes. All righty, our next 1 o'clock game we got is the Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are the favorite this week at minus 3.5, their money line sitting at minus 184, and the over-under sitting at 48.5. No trends from me here. The money sitting pretty even between these two teams. But I think I like the Cardinals with giving them the points. What do we think here? Mac, you want to start us?
1: Huff, how about you start us, but I want to hear what you have to say about this before I go.
2: I I'm I like the Cardinals here.
1: I think over
2: the past couple weeks this team has gotten their mojo back, um, getting D Hop back. Um I think a lot of people are gonna be riding the Vikings here at home. Uh, the Vikings, obviously five and one uh, on the season, but two and four against the spread. And this Arizona team is three and four straight up on uh, four and three ATS. So uh, Arizona has been shown the ability to cover these games. Um, I'm going to look at necessarily the injury. I haven't really looked at too much of the injury report, but um, Arizona hasn't been too much of an injured team this year. Obviously James Conner questionable coming into this game, but uh, and they lost Marquise Brown last week, but adding Robbie Anderson. Um, I do like um, I like the Cardinals here. I'm going to give them the 3.5, but um, I don't necessarily love their money line, but I'll, I'll take the
1: 3.5 points. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same side of you here. I don't know. I think the Vikings, the Vikings are a one-loss team, but I think they're one of the worst one-loss teams in the league. I don't think this team is really that good. I think might be enough to win the division this year because of how the Packers are. But I don't see them going too far in the playoffs. I know they they look good. You got Justin Jefferson, but you also got Kirk Cousins. So, you know, um, I, don't I think know. this is
2: a game where Kirk Cousins throws like two picks.
1: This could be it. Very, it definitely could be. I this Cardinals team is just so hard to read. I mean, they put up 48 points last week and nine points the week before. Um, I don't know. I can't really get a read on them. I'm I I do like I do lean Cardinals here with the points. I probably. Not going to take a money line because this is a game where it could have come down to the foot of uh, who was that Matt Prater in, in Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could have come down to the foot of Matt Prater. I think it could be a field goal game, definitely. Should be a good close game. Probably high scoring. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals with the points
0: here. Cardinals with the points seems like the move between us three. Have we disagreed on a game yet? I don't think so, yeah, yeah, um
2: Steelers, I said, no, you said you like Steelers spread um I took at cowboys took Carolina. I said, well, I took I said I like the over in that game, but I wouldn't be scared of Carolina, yeah, true, true. that would be the game, yeah,
1: we were kind of on the same page for a lot of it though,
0: I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing,
2: yeah, that could either be really yeah. good or really bad. <laughs>
0: We will find out here come Sunday. So let's jump into our last one o'clock game the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. The Patriots, the favorite here at minus two and a half, their money line sitting at minus 142, and the over under sitting at 40 and a half. The only trend I got for this one is since 2016, New England is 12 and 0 straight up and eight and four against the spread versus the Jets. Do the Patriots continue that trend? And beat the Jets here. Hoff, what do you think?
2: People just keep Vegas just keeps giving this Jets team points, and I'll take them plus three here. Uh, I two and a half. I'll probably throw them in a teaser, uh, get them up to seven and a half. I love them at home. Um, divisional game. I give the. I'll take the points. I like them plus three. I know it's like I said, two and a half. I'd buy the half point, but um, I also could see them win this win this game. So. Um, I like the Jets here. I don't. I'm not really too high on what's going on with the Patriots right now.
0: Right. I did just read something. Uh, Mac Jones is playing. Uh, Sunday versus the Jets.
2: Jets money line. <laughs> That'll piss Ace off.
0: All right, Huff. This is
1: where we gotta uh, go our separate ways. Um, I'm on. I'm on the Patriots. Yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Patriots, and it's uh, it's it's just over the hump where people are gonna buy into the Jets after a Brees Hall ACL injury, which. Tore that team apart. I know it did. Um, I think James Robinson's a good addition, though. And they also have Michael Carter, but I don't know. It's it, it, it's just like Brees Hall was their rookie that they just drafted, and he was supposed to be a stud, and then tears the ACL. You know, you lose a lot of. Uh, oh, he was a stud. He was a stud. You you lose a lot there as a team, but um, I don't know. Everyone's gonna exaggerate over this this uh, blowout by the Bears, and I think the Patriots aren't very good. But I also don't think the Jets are a five-one team. I think they really aren't. That good at all? I don't. I don't. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think the Patriots win this game. It's it's Patriots Jets. We know how this goes. We've seen how it goes a hundred times. I know it's usually Tom Brady, but Patriots still own the Jets. Bill Belichick still owns the Jets, and I think the Patriots will win this game on the road. Get back on track.
2: I we said this last week about the Jets and Denver. We both. I said I love the Broncos. Okay. Obviously, it's that the was
1: jet- the I ended up avoiding that. It's the Jets and Giants curse, and I'm just going to keep going against it because neither of these teams are good, and they can't keep winning. They keep covering and
2: winning. No, it's not going to
1: happen this week.
2: They're the two most profitable teams in the NFL right now, other than I think Atlanta's one and then them two teams are two. I
1: like the under as well.
0: Interesting matchup here for our last 1 o'clock game. I don't know. I think the Jets might be able to pull it out. I think there's some value there, plus at 120 for the money line. If not, plus three. Hold it by a field goal. It's got to be a close game. I don't think. I, I don't think the Patriots blow them out. I would take
2: honestly. Jets plus three and a half if I could get it.
0: I don't think it gets that high.
1: That's
2: why I think I th- I'll throw it in a teaser. I have
1: one and a half on CBS. Uh, Frick the CBS out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just it looks like it's going down more than
0: Alrighty, let's jump into our first 4 o'clock game The Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans The Titans are our favorite here at minus 2.5 line at minus 136 And the over-under sitting at 40.5 No trends from me in this one But 76% of the money on the Titans Do the Houston show some life here this week? 4 o'clock Mackie,
1: what do you think? Yes, they do I like this Texans team, and I think uh, in a divisional matchup like this against Titans are pretty good this year. They're they're um wait did they win that game last week against the against the Colts? Who? Titans. Yeah, I think yeah. they did. I'll I'll verify. Yeah 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so they have they they're coming off two wins against the Colts, two wins that they needed to win this division. Um, yeah, they won. Yeah, they won nineteen ten I think. Um, yep. Two, th- uh, two wins that they really wanted to get coming in, coming into this season to win the division. We we uh thought it was going to be just those two teams fighting. We didn't really think the Jags and the Texans had much going for them, which the Texans really don't. I guess the Jags really don't either, but I do like this Texans team, especially in this div- in a divisional matchup. Titans already got the wins that they needed, they think. um You know, a two-point spread here. A lot of people are going to be jumping down the throats of the Titans because they're just overall the better team, but I don't know. I like the Titans here in this divisional matchup. I think I think um, it'll be an off week for the Titans, thinking that they're gonna come in and just get an easy win. Um, I don't think they put up many points, so I think uh, Titans might be under as well.
2: I'm I'm right there with you. I like the t- I like the Titan Texans in this spot, and I just looked that I can make a Jets Texans two leg little teaser. Get them both at plus seven and a half at minus one ten. I love that. I think same thing, like you said, with the Titans. I think so many people are going to be b- jumping at that Titans minus two and a half. Uh, I think the Texans could win this game outright, but I'll give them a couple extra points. That could be my other teaser team of the week, but I also could take them plus three.
1: Give me a breakout game. Well, not really breakout game, but you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: Dude, I like that teaser. I might take that.
0: I like that teaser. Good stuff here. I like the Texans, I think, in this matchup. Like you said, Mackie. But let's jump into our next 4 o'clock game. The New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are the favorite in this one at minus 3. The money line for the Seahawks at minus 154. And the over-under at 44.5. No trends from me here. But do we see the Giants maybe pull out a win here against Geno Smith in the Seahawks? Dude, this yes, is we do. this is
1: ridiculous. <laughs> how how do you give the how, how do you give the Giants three points here? The six and one I'm not Giants
2: sure. three points. Give me see. I, sh- I I'm pissed. I dude, I've been betting on this team so much, and I'm so pissed I didn't take them last week in Jacksonville. I thought it was such a trap, Jesse. You took the Jaguars. Obviously, end up losing that one, but I avoided that game, and I'm so pissed I sat out on that Giants one. I literally would be have taken them on the card so many times. I'm going to get right back on the Giants. I'll take them plus three in this spot. I know Seattle's a really hard place to play. Uh, the Giants, and they've just been finding a way to keep winning these games. I might take Giants' money line, but plus three, if I can find three or plus three and a half even, I love the points. Give me Giants plus three.
1: The Giants are not going to be seven and one. It's 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 not going to happen. A... dude. That if, when, when you're seven and one, you're legit. You gotta be legit. You gotta be a legit program. You have to. And the Giants aren't. That team is not. Dude,
2: this the One of the. I mean, the Steelers had the one of the top defense in the NFL, but we were eleven and zero that season. Lost six straight to end the year.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. With the I
2: easiest schedule. This Giants team, they're beating the teams that are... like it, w- Whenever you look at the, the Giants schedule at the beginning of the year, you looked at, oh, Giants, Packers in England. Or, yeah, in London. Okay, the Packers are going to fucking murder them. The Packers are going to be world beaters. They're going to be a division leader. Packers sucked this year, so the Giants swept that one up. Same thing last week with um the Jaguars. Well, let, I mean, well, not last many week, people expected that to be a good game.
1: Last week, I, I think we all just thought it was a trap.
2: Yeah, same but thing I'm as this saying, I'll tell. I'll, ta- I'll I, at this point, I'll bite the cheese. I'll take it. I think it's. I think they cover.
1: I think I'm just gonna take the over. I think. I think both teams will get the ball in the end zone. We know Seattle can obviously. Giants have been six and one. They can obviously get the ball in the end zone. So, not two very good defenses either. So I think the I like the over here. It's only at forty five.
0: Probably should be around 47, 48, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure how they keep giving the Giants points in these situations, especially like the Seahawks. I know, like you said, Huff, it's hard to play in Seattle, but they're not that superior of a team in my opinion, in my in my head. But Yeah. I don't know. All righty, the next 4 o'clock game we got is the Washington Commanders at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are our favorite here at minus 3. Their money line at minus 148 in the over-under at 39.5. Sixty three percent of the money on Washington. Huff, you want to start us off with this matchup?
2: Um, yeah, I don't really have too much of a strong opinion on this one. Uh the Colts are going with Sam Ellinger, uh, quarterback, obviously having Jonathan Taylor back. I don't love the Colts in this spot. Um, I just don't really have to, wanna put too much money or too much opinion in on a side here where I don't really know what's gonna happen with Sam Ellinger if he's gonna come out and work out. Uh, or if he's going to struggle to start. If I had to lean aside, I would lean Commanders plus three, um, but I'm probably not going to take it. I also could, like I said, if Sam Ellinger comes out hot or if they just decide to go back to the old school, hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor 35 times a game, I could see them win this thing in a very low-scoring game. Um, But like you said, that stat when we first started, the unders uh, in a bowl or in a dome, whatever you want to call it, um... Not looking too good, but under over under sitting at thirty nine and a half. I would lean the under. <clears throat> but that's only because I don't think Sam Ellinger is gonna to start too hot for the Colts.
1: Yeah, it's just a game with so there's so many um unpredictables. You just don't know. With um you know, Sam Ellinger starting his first game um at quarterback position. This Colts team has been very underachieving this year. Wouldn't expect him to be three three and one in this situation and you know, two tough losses to the Titans, as we said earlier. But, um, I don't know, Sam Ellinger, definitely not someone that you can rely on and throw your money on. I actually really like the commanders here to cover and maybe even win this game out, right? Coming off two nice wins, one of them was dirty win against the Bears on a Thursday night football game that was brutal, and then, you know, they beat that Packers team last week that is, um, really struggling right now, so they have a lot going for them right now, Carson Wentz looks alright, um... Yeah, I, I I like the Commanders here. Yeah, I, I think they cover the spread, and I think they probably win this game out, right? Is it Wentz or is it Heineke? Heineke. Is he playing right now? What do you mean? Is Wentz still out?
2: I don't know. I think they'd go with Heineke anyway. Don't, wouldn't
1: you? I don't know. I, no, not really. I don't really love. I mean, I guess I kind of like kind of, him. Yeah, it's all about like his like image, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's gonna be a difficult. I guess with the with with with, the, with either quarterback, I would still take the commanders here.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a tough game to call. Side on, like you guys said. But with that, let's move forward to our last 4 o'clock game, the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers are a favorite in this matchup at minus 1.5. Their money line sitting at minus 118, in the over-under sitting at 42.5. Some trends I got for this one are that the line swung 3.5 points early in the week to now favor the 49ers. The Rams are 10-2 straight up in their last 12 games as the favorite. And I say that because they were the favorite coming into this week. The 49ers are 12-3 and against the spread in their last 15 games against the Rams and covered six straight. And the 49ers are 1-4 and four straight up in the past five games as the road favorite. Again, now that they have become the favorite. Mac, you want to start us off with this matchup, our last 4 o'clock game we got? What do you think? Yeah, I uh
1: I lean to the Niners here. I think they're the better team this year. I just think the the Rams haven't really got it going this year. Um, Cooper Cubs' done his thing. Matthew Stafford really hasn't shown what he can do and what he's done to uh, win a Super Bowl. So I think this team is a little depleted right now. Niners on the other hand, I know they got blown out last week to Kansas City, but uh, you know, we got Christian McCaffrey in full swing this week, so you're adding the best running back in the game to uh Already pretty high-powered offense. Jimmy Garoppolo has been balling out. You know you got Debo Samuel obviously, and that defense is just stellar. So I think uh, I think it'll be enough to hold back Cooper Cup and the and the Rams this week. And I think they get the win on the road. Um, it's much needed. They're three and four. You can't drop to three and five. You know, gotta get back to 500. So big game for them. I think they come out and you know, get get the job done.
2: Yeah, the the Niners like. Historically, in the past couple of years, with um, Shanahan, have like owned the Rams with McVeigh, I feel like. So, um, I'm actually leaning Rams here. I like them in this spot at home. Um, are they not coming off a bye, correct? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I like them coming off a bye at, on their home field in a divisional game, uh, getting points on their home field. I know it's only one and a half. I'd just take, I mean, I don't know. There's fluke shit in the NFL, but I'd probably just take the money line. Um, but, I'm probably not going to have a play on this one because, like I said, the 49ers have, like, I feel like just historically owned the owned the Rams over the past couple of years. So, um, But I'm actually leaning Rams.
1: Yeah, Shanahan
0: owns McVay. I think this is going to be a good matchup here in California, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. We'll see what happens here. Alrighty, it's time for our Sunday primetime game, the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a favorite in this matchup at minus 10.5 points. The money line sitting at minus 520 in the over-under, sitting at 47.5. Some trends I got for this matchup are that Aaron Rodgers has made 234 regular season and playoff starts in his NFL career, and Sunday could be the first time he is a double-digit underdog. This is the longest streak from any start of a quarterback's career in NFL history. With that, the Packers are 3-9 against the spread in their last 12 games, 1-5 against the spread on the road. These teams have met 13 times in NFL history, and the home team has won 11 of those. The Packers have never won in Buffalo, and the Bills are 7-1 straight up after a bye week. What do we think is going to happen here Sunday primetime? Huff. Get us going, Packers and Bills. Big spread.
2: Huge. Um, Buffalo, like you said, at home, coming off a bye. Um, This Packers team is not that bad, I don't think. Uh, Just a lot of questions with the offense and their ability to hang in these games. I think the defense will be able to maybe contain Josh Allen. You cannot uh, stop him. You can maybe contain him. Um, but I'm leaning buck or bills. Um, what is it? Minus 10 and a half. Um, you could see me maybe tease that one down, but I also could see the Packers cover this thing outright and keep it close in a primetime game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mackie, I'm interested to see which way you're going on this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're looking at it. You're looking at an 11 and a half point spread. What was it? It was 11 and a half, right?
2: Ten and a half on Vandal, so... Right,
1: well, I'm looking at eleven and a half. Okay, so you're looking at Depends 11... Depends who you like, with where you should go. Point you're, you're looking at an 11-point spread. And, I mean, it's just hard to pick a side at that point. Um, this Green Bay team, we know what they've been this year. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have confidence in his receivers. And you saw Randall Cobb go down last week, so you're short another receiver that you trust, a, a veteran that you trust. So it's really just him and Alan Lazard right now and a bunch of receivers that he doesn't really trust to give the ball to. He He gave out another statement this week saying... How um, players aren't get, aren't doing their job, and it, you know if you if you want you out, you're out. So um, it's still a team that's finding themselves. It's still a team that's got a lot of frustration in them. I think on a primetime game, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Jones will do enough to cover that 11 point spread. I just don't see them ever beating this Bills team. It's, but they just they just don't have enough weaknesses. Their offense is good. Their defense is good. Um, if one has a rough drive, the other one makes up for it on the other side of the ball. and um, I don't know. I, just, I I can't see this Green Bay team coming out on top in this game. I really like the, the Bills to uh, coming off a bye. Definitely get the
0: job done here. Like I said, the Bills 7-1 to straight up after a bye week. Might be a good time to take the Bills there. But 10.5 points is a ton of points here in the NFL. All righty, let's jump over to our Monday primetime game. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns, the Ohio Showdown. The Bengals are the favorite here at minus 3.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 196 in the over-under at an even 47. The Bengals are 10-1 against the spread in their last 11 conference games, as well as 1-11 straight up in their last 12 Monday night road games. Browns are 4-11 straight up in their last 15 games at home. As well as four and thirteen against the spread in their last 17 divisional games. Do we like the Bengals or the Browns here? Huff, start us off. Ohio showdown Monday night football.
2: Uh divisional matchup. I'll take the I'll take the home underdog. You usually don't see that in a divisional matchup. A home underdog. Um Browns getting three and a half points. I know this team is kind of shaky over the past couple weeks. Uh, in a divisional game, I think Nick Chubb is able to take control of this game, uh, get the job done, maybe put up a tutty or two. Bursette needs to just not have to win the game in the past three minutes and the last three minutes of the game, and the Browns should be able to win this thing outright. Uh, I'm going to take them plus the three and a half. Um, Mackie, I'm interested to see which way you're going on this one, but I like the Browns here.
1: I'm definitely on the same side uh, as about. ball. I'm restart that. I'm definitely on the same side as you over here Um I like the home team in this divisional matchup. I think it's gonna be it's a Monday night game, so it's a slower game, it's gonna be ground and pound. And um Browns are gonna win that battle because of their defensive front five that David they have a nice pass or they have a nice uh line to hold up that run game and you know, you got Nick Chubb on, on the other side of the ball. So I think this is a game where they could definitely win, you know, hopefully Denzel Ward is playing, he's in concussion protocol, he's still questionable. Mm-hmm. He'll be a big mm-hmm. factor in this game because you know you got to shut down at least one or two of those re- three receivers and give uh give your defense a chance to uh win this ball game. But um, I I like the Browns here. I, I think they're uh, home dogs here. I think it's a good spot for them to win this game in a divisional matchup. So, uh, give me the Browns plus three and a half Holy maybe money shit. line.
2: Do you see the percentage of money?
1: Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous.
2: I didn't even look at that. I actually was just like a home underdog in a divisional matchup. That's fucking insane. I'll take the Browns to win this thing.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'll take the uh, points, though. Give me the points. Give me the points. I like the three and a half for now.
2: Yeah. McPherson could win this thing. That's crazy. 86% on the spread.
0: That's nuts.
2: That's the highest of the week.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think the Browns might be the move here. Three and a half points as the home dog. Can't go wrong there, in my opinion. Lots of good stuff. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up our week eight analysis of the games. Lots of good stuff coming out of week eight, and we are excited to give you our picks here this weekend through our social medias on Instagram and Twitter. That's all I got this week. You guys got anything else to add?
2: Mike, you wanna go first? You want me to do my bullshit?
1: Not really. Uh yeah, it's a good week, you know, stay tuned for the picks. We're gonna have a few NHL picks. Obviously the NFL Sunday and we'll we we'll, uh give out some college football. We've been pretty steady on college football. It's going two and two here and there. Unit's not moving much, but um we got some got some stuff cooking up, so stay tuned for that. Um, obviously football Sunday, so uh yeah, it's looking for another good week of football.
2: Yeah, like you said, uh, stay tuned to all the social medias and everything. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter for all the picks. Obviously, like we said, we're going to get the NBA card rolling here shortly uh, whenever we find something that we like. Uh, And as our following has been growing over the past couple weeks, make sure you guys are subscribing, liking, downloading, whatever you can do to help us grow. Uh, Follow us on the social medias. Anything you can do to support and show the love Uh, goes a long way for us. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it for me. We'll see you guys next week. Hoping to have another positive week in week eight. Um, Yeah, we'll see you guys in week nine. Have a good one.
0: And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.
1: Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.